Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. We are going full in with this Cody Rhodes versus Dominic Mysterio feud, aren't we? The best part is, is when Cody returned to WWE, if I'd got off, he's going to feud with Dom Dom, you would have had a meltdown. But now in 2023, it's the best damn thing ever. Also, hello, my friends. Welcome to Ups and Downs for Monday Night Raw. But just some quick housekeeping. Make sure you watch AEW Ups and Downs Collision. Make sure you watch AEW Forbidden Door Ups and Downs. Otherwise, me sacrificing all my sleep wasn't worth it. And yes, everybody calm down. What returns this week? It's Retro Ups and Downs. I won't tell you what show I've done. I'll keep that as a surprise. But make sure you watch that too. Understand? Trying to find all this time is hard, but wrestling doesn't sleep. But yeah, Raw did indeed start with this video going, oh my God, Dominic Mysterio, Cody Rhodes and Rhea Ripley. When Rhea Ripley and the condom were just in the ring and they couldn't say anything. They were just going, boo, boo. They weren't saying boo words. But even Rhea was struggling this week, so they kind of threw the mic to each other. And then essentially they went, right, you know what? If you're not going to listen to us, we're just going to tell you we think Cody Rhodes is a loser. Apparently his momentum is slowing too, which is why when we do get to the money in the bank and we do do codes versus Dommy Boy, Dominic Mysterio is going to win. Now look, this is not going to happen. And I love the American Nightmare. But if Dominic Mysterio did get the victory, there'd be a very big part of me that would go nuts. And speaking of everybody going crazy, then Cody Rhodes' music hit and everybody went, whoa, because like I say, they adore this guy. Dominic Mysterio is so good. He basically legged it instantly. He wanted none of it. The fans were also so out of control, Dom then started to have to relay messages to Rhea so she could save them because everyone was just so loud. So listen, this is what we need to do now. Really made me laugh. Rose then started to quote the cat in the hat for the simple reason that this is a children's book and he thinks Dom is a child. I was like, that's not very fair code. Books should be for everybody. So if it is nighttime and I need a little bit of a story, worry, I should be able to read the cat in a hat. Mysterio was quite sad by this point, so he was going to leave, and this is when Rhodes wound him up by going, oh, look at the little coward. You know, I'm fighting your Judgment Day stable mate later, Damien Priest, and he doesn't run away, so maybe you shouldn't either. So Tom came back to the ring, and then went, ah, flub this, and he left. And he did not say flub. Cody also finished this by calling him Mammy's little boy, and I was like, well, all things considered, I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. And I am totally into this program. Like I say, not in my wildest dreams that I ever think that WWE was going to give me this. But they knocked on my door and they said, would you like a pizza? I was like, yes, please. And I ate it. What? Ah. When it was Shinsuke Nakamura versus Ricochet. So I'm just going to say it. 
What a great week for wrestling. Bronson Reed was also watching from ringside, so I was like, what could possibly I go wrong? And surprise, surprise, in a few seconds, he got twonked for no reason. <laughs> These guys just went after him. Oh, how I laugh. I mean, they really didn't think about the fallout of this, but thankfully the referee was like, listen, Bronson, I know you're mad, but you've got to go to the back. That's like, he literally did nothing. He was just watching. I felt quite sorry for the guy. From here, Shinsuke and Ricky were just floating around the place too. And I was like, man, how are they so good at wrestling? When Nakamura went for the Kinsasha, he missed. So Ricky hit the recall for a one-two R kick out. That was it. I was in. And they just started booting each other because why wouldn't you? And I loved the finish because very sadly, Shinsuke was not able to land his offense. So Ricochet was like, all right. He hit a standing slice bread. Then he hit the shooting star press and he got the one, two, three. And I don't look at Shinsuke Nakamura and go, what a loser. I just go, well, that's what happens in sports sometimes. Ricochet was just the better man on this night. It's just so much better when things do end this way. But don't worry, there is shenanigans coming. Byron Saxton was then with Matt Riddle after this, and to keep it nice and simple, Matthew Riddle was like, listen, I want to challenge Gunther for the Intercontinental Championship at the pay-per-view. Premium live event. Now, this does seem ridiculous, as he has lost a lot recently. <laughs> Even Saxton was like, didn't they hurt your ankle? This doesn't sound like a good idea. I was like, Byron, that's why he wants the match. He's upset about his injury. Come on. Ludwig Kaiser then just walked in, so yes, he must have been stood just off frame, and he was like, why is this a good idea? Riddle had the best answer. He's like, well, I beat you last week. Stands to reason. Kaiser then acted like this was a fluke, so Riddle just beat him up again. And I tell you, we have started to showcase a more serious side to Matthew recently. I know it's not always that way, but I think that it's worked. And even though Gunther will definitely retain his championship, I think this will be a right banger. This all got proven too as well, because the champ then jumped Matt from behind before he accepted the challenge. So yeah, it's on like Donkey Kong. Which is another match I'd like to see. Donkey Kong versus Gunther. Sign me up. Dominic Mysterio was also hanging around backstage too when he found Adam Pearce just went, I want a match. So Adam went, I, right, I'll give you a match. And then Rhea Ripley whispered something into Dom Dom's ear and he was allowed to choose his opponent. I was like, Adam, I loved you. You're my bald brother. But what kind of show are you running here? Thankfully, we also then learned that the world shall be continued to be protected from the Shadow Realm because, yes, we got our annual Buy the Numbers Money in the Bank video. One day, if WWE doesn't air that, who the hell knows if we'll be standing the next day? We also got reminded that Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler are now the tag team champions, so good for them. But it was time for Ronda versus Raquel Rodriguez. And I think that Vince McMahon may have been booking this show. The surprise, surprise! We did what we always do. It was two minutes. Shayna Baszler and Liv Morgan got into it on the outside. So back in the ring, Ronda Rousey hit the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. The surprise roll up. One, two, three. So this is now getting a little bit boring and people get mad at me about this. But here's the deal. There is a way to use the surprise roll up. But you're like, wow, what an interesting way to do it. But now it has become a crutch once again in WWE. And when they don't actually want someone to lose, they just do this. Here's the secret, just don't book the damn match. I mean, it's like reading a series of books and the ending always be, and then they kissed. You were like, I was reading a murder mystery. If you want proof of this too, two weeks ago, this is how Raquel Rodriguez versus Shayna Baszler ended. Anyway, bring it down. There is a surprise roll-up counter. We do throw a one on it. And unfortunately, I do have to give it a down. Because seriously, you could have cut this out the show and it wouldn't have made a blind bit of difference. Much like my existence. I mean, you could just do anything you want in wrestling. Like Superman could have flown out and Ronda Rousey could have gone 
and eaten Superman, and Raquel Rodriguez would have been so shocked, then she loses. You could actually do it. For some reason, we chose not to. We then just had this great Finn Balor video, which was essentially like NXT Finn Balor on the main roster, and it hit me so hard, I looked off into the distance and thought to myself, I think he should beat Seth Rollins for the World Heavyweight Championship. I mean it. He also just kept telling us how much he hated Seth Rollins, which made me chuckle. And I suppose Seth heard this, because he then came to the ring. Whoa. As NXT champion Carmelo Hayes was just randomly in the audience, Seth Rollins shouted him out too and said, Oh yes, NXT television is on later. You're fighting Baron Corbin. Beat him. Rollins then moved on to Balor and said that all the attacks over the last few weeks have turned his bones into dust. I mean, imagine that. Uh, so, Doctor, I mean, what is the prognosis? Well, I'm very sorry to tell you that your bones have turned into dust. I'm sorry, what? Seth is still standing, though, so Elton John will be very pleased when he told Paula to come and finish the job. I was like, what do you think Finn Balor is? He's not a plumber. This is not a good idea. Finn didn't show, so Rollins continued to talk about how dangerous Finn Balor was now. And once again, this is what my tum-tum was like. I actually think you could have Finn Balor win at Money in the Bank and it actually do the world of good for this World Heavyweight Championship because then you have the opposite of Roman Reigns' thing. Like We do not need Seth Rollins to have a super-duper mega run. Roman's had his over 1,000 days. Let's have some fun with it. Seth also finished all this with a great line when he said, okay, well, I may not be 100% going into the premium live event, but even a not 100% Seth Rollins is better than Phineas Balor. Naturally, this is when Balor appeared with a chair, but Seth was ready for this, so he beat up Finn. But because his bones are now dust or something, Balor grabbed him, and he threw him into Simba the Still Steps, and he threw him into Anne the Announce Table. <laughs> I guess his skeleton was screaming at him, so he was screwed. Balor was then going to finish the job as requested when Carmelo Hayes chased him away. I was like, well, it's a good thing you were here, Carmelo. Otherwise, Seth Rollins would be dead. Magically, we were then told it was going to be Carmelo Hayes versus Finn Balor later, so the brand split continues to be ridiculous. But this was a very good angle. I'm very pumped for this match. And I'm not 100% sure who is going to win. So we did a good job. Up. I'm not sure about this Tommaso Ciampa justification, though. Because he was like, man, really pleased to be back in WWE. Although I don't like The Miz. Because the whole time I was out with injury, he never got in touch. I was like, boo-hoo, grow up. Thankfully, he said his real frustration is that people had warned him about The Miz, but he hadn't listened. And now they're going to have a match later. And he's going to kick his ass. And he also mentioned his real friends... So I just started shouting it out into the ether. Let's reform DIY. Smells like it's time. We were then going to do this match for some reason because Champa did just absolutely destroy The Miz last week. But I guess we're going to pay it off at the pay-per-view premium live event. The Miz attacked him during his entrance. He mocked all of his poses. So yeah, you can do this. The Miz will lose because he always loses because he totally understands. This is fine. Then we can do whatever we are going to do with Tommaso Champa and Johnny Gargano. Keep everything crossed. 
Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help? a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. When Groundhog Day was here... Sammy Zayn and Kevin Owens went and found Imperium. Now, this was great as always, because Ludwig was like, no, you have to get out of here. When KO and Sammy were like, yeah, you see, it's annoying when you get interrupted, isn't it? Honestly, if you get annoyed about being interrupted, do not get into professional wrestling. Happens all the time. KO said there was a difference here, though, because they did have something to say when he forgot what it was. And I was like, honestly, Kevin Owens is the greatest professional wrestler ever. I'm not even joking. Thankfully, Zayn reminded him it's because they didn't like what they'd done to Matt Riddle. (laughs) Once again, Kev was like, oh yeah, I really care about that. I don't think he meant it. Owens then got super mad as he always did, so Sami Zayn had to calm him down. And the long and the short of it is that Sam told Gunther he wants a match this evening and the IC champion accepted. So I just melted down. Do you know how much I needed this in my life? So damn much. We were about to get it in five minutes. I really do think that KO and Sami Zayn are some of the best stuff in WWE right now. I mean, they entertain me up to the 2-9. So much so, I'm just giving them an up. And speaking of wonderful idiots, here came Dominic Mysterio. Now, his chosen opponent was Tozawa. So why Adam Pearce had allowed this, I do not know. But I actually thought this was so much fun as well. Because Tozawa absolutely kicked Dominic's ass before he saw Rhea Ripley and he was so scared by her, he just went stunned. It of course meant that Dom Dom was able to knock him off Tina the Turnbuckle and he hit the splash for the one, two, three. And this was just simple but effective stuff. I totally admit, if somebody else had been involved with this, it probably would have irked me. But I love Dom, I love Rhea Ripley, and Tozawa is an underutilized talent. He 100% knows what he's doing. I'd like to see more of him on my television box. When somebody should have arrested the Viking Raiders. My word. For they were doing an overly produced spooky promo when they also said, well, we haven't heard from our Norse powers recently, so now we have to do terrible things. I'm like, no, you're not allowed to say things like that. In the real world, it would get you arrested. I mean, a jury would absolutely find you guilty, especially because they were then like, oh, Alpha Academy, we hate you, so you're the people we're going to take it out on, which is when we bring it down. It used to be the death threat counter, and this is why I upgraded it to the crime counter, because then we can just encapsulate all of this stuff. And it rolls up to eight. That's right. Eight crimes over professional wrestling in the last week. And has anybody gone to jail? Ow. No. Then WWE just had to do it, didn't they? Because it was time for our Women's Money in the Bank Summit. I've been thinking about that for hours. I don't know what it means. Thankfully, none of them were actually on the ladders, and I'll never get over that segment, even though it was years ago. And Becky started here, and she was great. Because she shut Corey Graves up, who was trying to tell us the rules, like, everybody knows the rules, and then said, listen, I've won Money in the Bank before, 
So it stands to reason I'm going to win it again. This definitely annoyed Eo Sky, who kind of gave her a glance when Delina Vega took over and was like, listen, damage control. Everybody is sick of you, and we're also sick of everybody else, especially you, Trish Stratus. You smell of beans. She also took a shot at Becky Lynch and said, you've never even been in a Money in the Bank match. And I was like, yeah, Vega, that's because usually when this event comes along, <laughs> Becky is the champion but good insult. Trish then called them all little girls, given how silly this segment was. I'm like, you are actually coming across that way. And when she took a shot at Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch just kicked the crap out of her. So rah, we triggered an old brawl. I swear at one point too, Vega was using a slipper, which does not happen in the Street Fighter games. And EO Sky did her big moonsault onto everyone. But because Becky Lynch wasn't involved with that, she scaled the ladder and she grabbed the briefcase. I was like, oh, no. but I know you've never been in one before. It's not how it works. I mean, otherwise, oh, I did it. Oh, I did. Whew, what a damn race. What the hell are you talking about, bro? This is training. So this was dumb, but I suppose because it was dumb, it kind of worked. Like, I don't know why a bunch of enemies would just stand and look at each other and let everybody speak on a microphone. But ultimately, while I think EO Sky will be the winner, am I 100% sure? No, I'm not. So we've done well in planting those seeds. Look, it wasn't boring. We got it out the way. Up. Gabby Kelly was then interviewing Carmelo Hayes and thankfully asked him, why are you here? It's a very good question. He said it was because Seth Rollins invited him. And if it's that easy, I'm going to start checking my mail all the time. When he just did this massive Seth Rollins loving. I was like, all right, why don't you just go and marry him? As such, he's going to take care of the Finn Balor problem by beating him in a match later, when he shall go on to NXT tomorrow or tonight and beat Baron Corbin as well. Essentially, Seth has taught him to always shoot his shot. So he's shooting. I kind of wanted to shout out, listen, Carmelo, he's just a human being. Like, you don't need to put him on this pedestal. And once again, a small part of my brain is like, should we use this to allow Baron Corbin to become the NXT champion? And then we kind of have a get out for what's going to happen later. I mean, it probably would get people to tune in. And then you could put Carmelo Hayes on the main roster. I mean, he's certainly ready. Something to think about. When Rhea Ripley won the night. That easy. Because she literally found Becky Lynch in the back and said, listen, don't you cast that briefcase in on me if I do win it, or it will be the last thing that you do. The last thing. So I bring it down. There's the crime counter. It rolls up to nine. If today you get out on the street and you say to someone, cross me again, and it will be the last thing you do, you're definitely going to jail. Becky fired back by saying, when I was the champion, I was in constant main events, whereas you were just a side effect to those main events. And then they started saying something like, that title needs to be with me, or it wants to be with me. I was like, why is nobody asking the championship what it wants? So I'm going to do that now. Because yeah, WWE Championship, what would you like? Your balls, get your hands off me. I mean, it's an inanimate object. Big then said she now doubly wants to win the briefcase just so she can wind Ripley up. And we continue to tease this feud week in and week out. And I'm already excited for it. And if we can do it at WrestleMania 40, I tell you, it will be one of the best matches of the night. These two rock. Up. When we got to our banger match of the evening, plus Kevin Owens was on commentary, I mean, how can you hate this? It was also Gunther versus Sami Zayn, although the Intercontinental title was not on the line. And it's so good, here's what you need to do. Watch the end of the video first, I'd appreciate it. But then watch this. These two guys are absolutely amazing. Luffy Kaiser and Giovanni Vinci were also out here, and Vinci was on crutches. When KO turned on me, when he was like, well, there he is. The baldy with the crutches. I was like, he's already got a bad leg, Kevin Owen. Why have you got to go after his hair too? Do you think he chose to do this? No, he did not. It's a genetic disposition. 
and you wouldn't go after anybody else with a genetic distribution with Joe. Gunther was then giving Sami Zayn all of these amazing German suplexes, a Kontaus Dysag again, and when Zayn tried to come back with an exploder, Gunther just chopped the shit out of him, and Owens once again was amazing on commentary, he was like, oh man, he slapped him in the chest, big deal. I love it. It must have pumped up Sami Zayn though, because he hit this sunset flip bomb for a two. And when he went for the blue thunder bomb, Gunther turned it into the sleeper. And I was like, why are you worried about the blue thunder bomb? And then I was proven, right? Because Sami Zayn hit the blue thunder bomb, the least devastating move in all of sports entertainment, and Gunther kicked out at two. Of course he did. Gunther then chopped Zayn out of midair as this just kept making better and better and better. And for some reason that really scared Ludwig Kaiser. So he got on the apron. Kevin Owens then got him. He took him out. Gunther then absolutely smashed him right in the face. Just when it looked like Sam Boy was going to win. Damn boiled crutch, man. Got me doing it. Damn Giovanni Vinci got his crutch. He hit Sami Zayn. Bomb of power. Done. Even with all these shenanigans, it's just so damn good. Like everybody in this, including Imperium, Gunther, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn, they are top tier talent and they would smash it in any company. It's probably the highlight of the night. Up. Kevin also thought he could go three on one with these guys and surprise, surprise, he got murked and out came Matt Riddle and he had a crutch of his own. So that served as the saving branch, whatever the hell that is. So I guess they're kind of friends again. Although, KO and Sami Zayn probably could have done a lot more, and Riddle wouldn't have been injured in the first place. It all ended with Kevin Owens giving a son a two pals a son, as all the crowd went crazy. So it's still working, and we know the reason why. But they continue to underline why Carmelo Hayes is a big deal with a big old video package, and I thought that was smart. When we were backstage with the Alpha Academy. Oh, this was on an exercise bike, whereas Maxine Dupree kind of thinks he's destroyed Valhalla. I, was like, I suppose that's one way to look at it. Whereas Chad Gable, in talking about the Viking Raiders, are like stupid moron idiots. I think somebody's been watching Always Sunny in Philadelphia, but it was funny. Their plan is pure carnage too. Now look, I love these three. I think they work very well together. But pure carnage? Hello, my friends, my name is Simon Miller, and welcome to another episode of Nobody Talks Like That this week, featuring none other than Chad Gable. You cannot use the words pure carnage in 2023 unless you are referencing some kind of forgotten PlayStation 2 game. I mean, it doesn't make any sense, because nobody talks like that. And speaking of nobody talks like that, here came Natalia. Now, she did start this off very well, because she was all like, the biggest battle right now isn't what's going on in the ring, it's going on inside my head. I think that's all something we could relate to. Life can be hard. The problem is, this resulted in her challenging Rhea Ripley to a match next week. And there is no way this should be sanctioned. One, every time they've got in the ring, Rhea's also killed her. And two, what are we doing to this pure woman? I mean, who would actually sign this off? Nobody would sign this off. They'd be like, listen, Natalia, your win-loss record sucks and we don't want you to die. We also kind of just feel at this stage, Rhea Ripley does need a proper feud, and there's plenty of women that could fit into that space. I get it only lasted a few minutes, but it's just a bit silly. Damn. Which is when I spied out into the crowd, and do you know what I actually saw? And I could not believe it. Hence why I'm wearing the t-shirt today, now available on Pro Wrestling Tees. Shh. A 2 plus 2 equals potato sign, which is actually 2 plus 2 equals potato. This doesn't make any sense. I just said it once, now all of a sudden people are going to roars and holding up on bits of paper. I'm going to be riding this wave for an absolute week. And even though you didn't ask for it, you absolutely get an up. And if I ever meet you in person, you bet your ass, I'm gonna give you a potato. When wrestling went all circle of life, so Elton John was here again, 
and it's absolutely cracked me up. Because it was Finn Balor versus Kamala Hayes, and yes, Finn Balor won clean as a whistle. Now, I don't know who the hell is cleaning whistles to the point they know that they are this clean, but this is Finn Balor, the guy who for years people have been saying, oh man, he needs to win more matches. So he won one, and the same people turn around and went, well, not that one. <laughs> you just can't win. I really loved it, though, because I thought it was a really good match. And throughout the whole evening, we portrayed Carmelo Hayes as if he was a massive deal. And maybe you should go check him out on NXT TV. Now, I do believe when somebody does get called up from NXT, they should be given a push. And they probably shouldn't lose straight away. But I don't think this is his actual call up. We're just trying to turn him into a little bit of a star. Why not? Given that he did lose here too, I now expect him to beat Baron Corbin, hold on to the NXT Championship, and if Finn Balor does lose at Money in the Bank, he can then go, hey Carmelo, I beat you a couple of weeks ago, and then we can send another main roster guy down to NXT. WWE has already said they want to do this a lot. I mean, Seth Rollins was on the show last week, and the ratings went crazy. Carmelo also hit this excellent springboard DDT and a kick that was super, because it was 2023 wrestling. But yes, very sadly, eventually he got shotgun drop kicked, coupe de gras, and he lost. But I really don't think this is a problem. I think both these guys are going to flourish, and that's what I need in my life. Good wrestling talent to be put on that pedestal. I'm giving it up. When, amazingly, we had the next AEW to WWE jump. Ooh, Delali. Because Pharaoh was here. That's right. Cody Rhodes' dog made his debut on Raw. I really am surprised there haven't been more headlines about this. Kevin Kelly was talking to him as well. And essentially, Cody was like, man, I like our chats. But one day, I just want to stop talking about the Judgment Day. And I tell you, I would like to be in the WWE Universe booing Dom 2. But first, I'm going to have to whoop his ass. And I'm going to have to do the same to Damian Priest. He also told us the Judgment Day will not be ringside at Money in the Bank. And I was like, Cody, you know the deal. That means absolutely nothing. It's professional wrestling and it's WWE. If they want to be there, they'll just be there. This did mean that our main event was Cody versus Priest. And honestly, Damian has lost so much recently. My eyebrow has gone up and now I'm totally convinced. I think he's going to win money in the bank. It also took about two minutes before Dom Dom and Rhea Ripley made their way to the ring. So these guys are weird. What were they waiting for? An invitation? And also, as soon as Cody saw them, he couldn't handle that. He's a professional wrestler. If a human being is in the vicinity and they're not officially in the match, you just have to shut down. Damien Priest took over. He also hit a big falcon arrow. And I was like, man, he's so massive. That should probably be his finish. And then this clothesline he gave Rhodes afterwards, he killed him. He then decided to go to the top rope, which was a terrible idea because Cody cut him off and hit the disaster kick. And when he went for the crossroads, he wasn't able to do it. He hit the pedigree instead. Of course he did. Damo then got out of the ring because he's a smart tamale and he didn't want to lose. This is when Rhea Ripley just got in Cody Rhodes' face. But that meant the referee wasn't watching because he couldn't believe this. And that damn Dominic, he tripped Cody Rhodes. Damian Priest hit the big old choke slam, but the American Nightmare actually kicked out. That surprised me. I thought it was his finishing move. Mysterio was then going nuts on the apron, so Cody was like, all right, and he pushed Damian into him once again. You know the deal with wrestlers. You can't have your skin touch another person's skin unless they're officially in the match. He didn't know what was going on. Cody cut a crossroads. Cody gets the big win, which makes me think something is happening at Money in the Bank. No idea what I'm doing with my finger. Tommy Boy then did jump Cody before he ran away to hang out with his Judgment Day pals as Cody Rhodes looked at them and they looked at Cody Rhodes. But look, WWE did the job. I really want to see this match. And as we said at the start of the video, in no universe did I think that was ever going to be possible. But give me fresh things, because fresh is good, like bread 
up. Which brought us to the end of Monday Night Raw, and I do admit, given this was a go-home show for the pay-per-view premium live event, maybe it lacked something, but I still had a jolly good old time, and I am giving it an up. Man, is it hard to like wrestling. Now also, please do click the video on the screen, which is going to be ups and downs for Forbidden Door. Make sure you check that out, because there's loads to talk about. Like the video, share the video, and subscribe, and leave a comment below. I think I just said that. Man, leave two comments. Who cares? Then go to whatculture.com, where we should keep you up to date with everything happening in wrestling. Simon to 316, What Culture WWE, social media. My name is Simon from What Culture, and thankfully, I can have a rest tomorrow. It's not true. We have to do retro ups and downs. See, what did I tell you? Wrestling is never going to die. I shall perish before it does. What a morbid way to end the video. Goodbye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.